Align with the Massage Business Mama comes to you with a combined 22 plus years experience in the massage biz as entrepreneurs, providing actionable tips and resources you can implement today. Becca, an off-grid living, quirky, trail-running massage therapist, esthetician, and yogi, offers her business and wellness perspective to you with highly caffeine-fueled, compassionate wit. Allie, your hard-working, driven, creative mom, massage therapist, business owner, lover of friend gatherings, all-time annual family talent show winner, brings her drive and business savvy to every episode. Hello, we're so glad you're here with us. Today, Allie and I are discussing the COVID-19 pandemic, how it's affected the massage industry, and potentially how it could affect our industry moving forward. But we're also discussing ways that you can boost your mental, physical, emotional, and financial immunity. So we really hope that you enjoy this episode and we welcome any feedback. So how's it going today, Becca? Oh, it's going pretty good, Allie. You know, as good as can be expected. How are you and Oliver? Well, we're here here in quarantine. And, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of laughing because yesterday someone posted on Facebook, what's the one thing that you can't wait to do once you get out of quarantine? And my response was drop my kid off at daycare. And <laughs> Clearly, they weren't a parent because they, they kind of didn't get it. And, and it made me laugh because as much as I love him and as much fun as they're having, it sure will be nice for a little bit of a break once this is, is settled down a little more. Yeah. Anyone who has children, I'm sure, can completely relate. I mean, mine, mine's states away in college, still staying at quarantined in her apartment, but... um you were wishing that you guys are together, I'm sure. I am. I am wishing yeah. that we were a little closer. That's for sure. But yeah. I do remember when she was young, you know, this that breathing room. Yeah, it's yeah. gotta be it's gotta be just as hard for the little man too, you know. He probably needs to play with totally. his buddies and like have his routine. Totally, totally. Yeah. So we are in the midst of the COVID nineteen twenty twenty crisis. And, um, you know, I kind of, when this whole thing started happening and there were the toilet paper shortages, I kind of thought it was going to be a little bit like Y2K. Do you, do you remember Y2K, Becca? I do. I worked for a Y2K consulting firm. Um, Seriously? 99. (laughs) Yep. I totally did. I totally did. I was a receptionist in, um, I remember, yeah, then it was like, everyone was like, kind of taking it eh, seriously, like it could be the end of our financial world, I guess, Um, and for preparing for everyone to get crazy, but then nothing happened. (laughs) Everything was just... No, it was so so anticlimactic, but um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I remember my mom, you know, she had a Y2K closet where she had... (laughs) <laughs> stockpiled all sorts of food and toilet paper and other things that all ended up going to college with me because there nothing happened. Um, but what what do you do at a Y2K firm? What what was what was the, their purpose there? Uh, it was I mean 
it was kind of, I guess it was necessary, but basically they would uh, consolidate information and, you know, a lot of programming, like a lot of programmers uh, were employed with us and lawyers just to make sure corporations and companies information was safe after Y2K so that business could function as normal. There was, yeah. there was a lot of collating papers and it was pretty <laughs> ridiculous. Fun stuff like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So those businesses, they, they came up real fast and they went down real fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this is, this is definitely nothing, nothing like Y2K. No, it's, a, it's a little different. It's a little different. Yeah. It was um, the, the toilet paper scare was, was not people just overreacting and um, it's real. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I finally, it finally hit me the, the severity of it, it was like, it was a little shocking because I, you know, coming out of a busy, busy work season from the ski season, I realized pretty quickly that I hardly had any food in my freezer, hardly any food in my fridge, hardly any food in my pantries. And so one of the first things that I did was make that dash for the grocery store and, you know, not necessarily trying to hoard stuff or, or, you know, over consume, but I, I just really realized that I didn't, I was in no way prepared for this. And, um, that was, that was a little bit scary and a little stressful. And, um, I do, I do remember the last day that I went to the grocery store was, uh, Friday the 13th and the, the store clerk who was checking me out, he said something to me about not seeing me for a while and it was nice to see me. And I said, yeah, I said the grocery store just, it, it kind of stresses me out. And, and he said, yeah, he looked at me with, with a lot of compassion and he said, how do you think I feel? And oh. it, it was a moment where <sighs> I just, I had so much sympathy for these people who are, you know, I mean, really these are the heroes in this, this situation. And, it, it took yeah, me outside are. myself and outside my own anxiety around it all to think I'm fortunate that I'm not kind of on the front lines like he is. And, and yeah, it's just a humbling moment for me, for sure. So. Yeah, I mean, if, if people are deciding to stay home instead of, you know, working at the grocery store or, here, you know, these places that we're relying on to stay open, the post office, you know, like, I mean, and it's, it's their choice, like, to stay home with their family and protect themselves or to continue to provide basically this public surface where uh, we're indebted to them for making this, this kind of sacrifice, sacrifice. this choice. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. I just think it's so important to recognize these people that are putting themselves out there every day and, you know, doing it with a smile and asking you, you know, how you're doing when they're, clearly have more more anxiety than than you you know it's like i said Seriously. it was super humbling that, so um so what Becca, what was the first thing that you did when you realized kind of the severity of uh yeah so i actually kind of had a little bit of um insight into covid before it landed i guess my mom was uh she came to visit in early february from california and she's in her mid sixties and she was tracking COVID pretty uh, intensely. And there were the two cruise ships that were in quarantine off the coast. And she was like freaked out. I mean, she was wearing a mask on the plane. She had her gloves, she had her, you know, Purell and all this stuff. And 
of course, me, I was like, mom, you might be overreacting a little bit. Like, come on, (laughs) this isn't really going to be a big deal. Um, But my mom's intuition, it's always been on. And um, so I kind of, even though I gave her a hard time, I, I took some proactive steps that I probably wouldn't have if mom hadn't have, you know, sounded the alarm. Uh, yeah. So thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, gosh, listen to your mothers, guys. <laughs> um, so I went out. I didn't go out. I ordered them off Amazon because I was kind of embarrassed. I didn't want anyone to see me going to buy the NR95 masks, <laughs> which is silly. Um, so I went, I got those on Amazon and I, uh, I got some, you know, just dried goods from the grocery store. I didn't really overspend, but I just just took these little proactive steps. And um, and then as things started pro- to progress, I was like, oh, my goodness. Thanks, Mom. Yeah, uh, seriously. Yeah. And, uh, and then once it started to get more crazy where, you know, I think everyone's first indication of the craziness was when the toilet paper was literally gone and you couldn't find any antibacterial uh, wipes or, you know, hand sanitizer. And it was like, holy moly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even if this is nothing, this is kind of scary and eye-opening. So my big push at the store was isopropyl alcohol because uh, I couldn't find anything else to sanitize with. And City Market had like seven bottles. And I'm sorry, I bought all of them. <laughs> I bought all of the seven bottles. <laughs> um, but I will... I will say that it wasn't just for me and my husband. We're just two people. We don't need seven bottles of isopropyl. Um, we were co-hosting a, a friend's Airbnb with five units and we're still seeing, we were at the time still seeing guests. So I was yeah. thinking of sanitizing the house uh, and needing just, you know, not knowing how long we would be seeing guests, really not yeah. even thinking that we wouldn't you know, there would be a shutdown for Airbnb yeah. and hotels, which yeah. no, I, I kind of had the thank same God. I kind of had the same thought with toilet paper. I was like freaking out because I was like, you know, I can do without toilet paper at my house, but what are my clients going to think if they come into my office <laughs> and don't have toilet paper? <laughs> right. <laughs> don't have to worry about that now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so another thing that I did when I first realized was I started digging through my garage and my cabinets for seeds and I started planting some little seedlings because I, you know, just started thinking, man, it could be hard to get some fresh veggies and I've got some sprouts growing and I've got um, some snap peas and some spinach and some arugula and I, I didn't have a whole lot of seeds at my house, but I had a few. And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to try to start some sproutlings right now. So that's been, that's been kind of fun. It makes me kind of feel like I'm, I'm getting back to my roots, which is cool. Yeah. I bet that's fun for Oliver too, you know, to watch the like garden with mom. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Might yeah. not take the place of preschool, but it's, you know, it's a good try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every morning he wants to see how much the seeds have grown. So that's, that's really fun. <laughs> that's adorable. Yeah, We got seeds too. Uh, so, I mean, I kind of proactively ordered um, the little sprouting kits for microgreens and I got a bunch of the seeds and then I have some seeds at home too, but same, same. Like I started those guys and I, I like check them every day. I'm so excited every time I see a little, 
little white or green shoot. It's it's so it's fun. Kind of fun. It is. It is. You know, it's, it's almost like you hate to say that any of this is fun, but I think that that slowing down is really good for a, a lot of us in this kind of overstimulated society that we live in. I I completely agree. I I thought I was a pretty you know mellow person before all this, and then I once like quarantine was set into place there was no work to go to no gym to go to no activities you know with friends really and I didn't realize like how much I am hardwired to go 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 24 7 so it's been an exercise but you know it's interesting because I I feel the same way Becca but yesterday I was just thinking about it and I was like it would be really hard like if tomorrow I could go back to work and I had an eight o'clock an 8 a.m. massage, it would be really hard to get up and get myself together and get Oliver together and get out the door in, in, in a timely manner. As, as much as, you know, it's ingrained in me to be go, 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 it's, it's interesting how quickly you kind of settle into the little bit more relaxed um, schedule. Yeah, I, I definitely felt some meltdowns. I'm not going to lie. There were some temper tantrums that happened Um, internally. There might have been one external temper tantrum that my poor (laughs) husband had to deal with. God bless him 100%. Oh, my gosh. Um, But I think it is like this. I think it's natural to go through this process of, like, deprogramming. And then we have this heightened kind of stressor constantly uh, around us. So, you know, for me, it was important to have a routine, um, which yeah. my husband pointed out like pretty quickly was the importance of, of needing to maintain a routine. So getting up at the same time every day, early in the morning, not sleeping in, um, going to bed early, having this routine of like exercise and walking outside or whatever your routine is, but just having these like times of day that you can rely on. Well, and I made a commitment to myself. Yeah, and I I made a commitment to myself pretty early on, too. I think, like, you know, day two or three of being home that I was going to shower every day and I was going to put on actual street (laughs) clothes. I wasn't just going to wear my pajamas all day because... Oh, my God, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think, you know, it's really easy to just kind of sloth around if you don't take those steps to physically tell yourself, like, okay, no, this is, like... This is just a new routine. It's just different. And, and I, Becca, I'd be lying if, if I didn't admit to that, you know, I certainly had meltdowns. I was trying every day in the beginning and, um, yeah, it's overwhelming. Yeah, it's emotional. It's super emotional. And, you know, the, the reality is, is that this could change our industry in some really pretty big ways. And, you practiced massage a little bit longer than I did. And so you started taking some precautions that I never, I never took because I just shut down. Um, I was hoping that you could talk to our listeners a little bit of precautions that you took. And if you think that these potentially could be the new norm for our industry. Yeah, I, um, I, I did, I did. I, I, and I do think that they will, definitely be a big part of like what massage looks like in the future so thanks to mom I had 
kind of this heightened awareness around just being, you know, socially responsible. So I started wearing a uh, surgical mask and gloves until my uh, NR95 mask came in the mail. And clients were a little bit put off by it. And I felt a little silly. And, and I wouldn't say that they were put off entirely. But that initial shock of having someone greet you with gloves and a surgical mask, you know, in it's a spa a little, environment, which yeah, is where I work. It's a little different than your typical massage, cute massage therapy, you know, like it's, it's yeah. yeah, the the eyes would kind of widen a little bit and be like, you know, you could see them like, is this chick for real? Yeah. And I just, I came with a smile in my voice and said, it's been a crazy flu season. I had already been sick a couple times. And uh, I just let them know, I was like, you know, this protects this protects me, it protects you. Uh, the surgical mask, it didn't really protect me, but it protected them. And then we kind of have a little laugh and then massage is normal. During the massage, I, I did let them know too when they came in the room that I was kind of being overly vigilant with my hand sanitizer. So, but it was important to me uh, that they know that, you know, I took their health seriously mm -hmm. and maybe even over seriously and that I would be sanitizing my hands, which were gloved in between um, any, at any point where I wouldn't, you know, my hands would come off of them and maybe touch a different surface or a product. And I just let them know, you know, so and I mean, so client centered you, massage is so important. So you were <coughs> wearing gloves the entire time. Yeah. Well, I was massaging. Yes. Mm -hmm. I do facials as well. So when I was doing aesthetics, I was gloved up and masked the entire time. During massage, I would take off my mask and only like I would only put on my mask when I was like working around their face um, or the, you know, the supine aspect of the body. And while I was like doing the intake. So when there was any like just that face to face where we were in closer proximity of one another. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I, I, I feel I, like afterwards, this might really be something that we're looking at as our reality, just to instill this sense of confidence in our clients. Well, and so I, I hate the idea of massaging with gloves on. And so I, I guess yeah, I want to talk to you a little bit more about <clears throat> how that felt for you. And I mean, if you, if you went into it kind of, agreeing with me that like it it didn't seem like a natural thing and it seems like kind of hard to adjust to and if you got to a point where it felt more comfortable and it didn't feel like such a distraction because I just you know I've used to those finger condoms over the years when I've when I've been touched, you know? <laughs> I hate finger cots they're awful I hate them <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you gotta use them you know if you got a little cut or anything but um I guess in my experience, like I can't stand wearing them, but it seems like the clients don't really realize that I'm wearing them. But I, I, I'm just curious from the perspective of a practitioner, like, did you get used to wearing them and did it not feel too awkward after a while? Yeah. So luckily with my aesthetics practice, I wear gloves pretty frequently when I'm doing like dermaplaning or uh, just certain treatments, extractions, you know, anything where there might be, uh, we might be breaking that uh, barrier in the skin. So I'm familiar, like it's more comfortable than initially, I would say. 
uh, just to have gloves on. But then doing massage is a whole different ballgame, right? Because you're so used to the information that your hands are receiving from the muscle tissue, from the skin, from everything. So in, in a facial aspect, at least I was used to wearing gloves. In the massage aspect, totally felt awkward and uncomfortable initially. And I really just had to kind of like mentally hone in my um, the, the information I was receiving from the client, like, I, I just had to focus on it more. And I will say that after so many clients, I mean, I probably, I worked on a ton of clients in the month that, you know, passed. That information, it definitely increased and it became less awkward to have the gloves on. It felt less like an impediment to my my work. Although I, I will say the clients, they they communicated that, they, that it felt great, that they didn't notice the difference. So I don't think... Like you already stated, like, I don't think the client really notices the difference. They're in happy la-la land with all the smells and all the music and all that stuff. Yeah. And so you're using your forearm and your elbow and... Yeah, I'm still using, you know, the exposed forearm and elbow. Uh, there's kind of no real way to... They don't have a, a, a whole arm combo. They, they <laughs> might after this, right? Right. Hey, right. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Another, another yeah. thing that I'm thinking that, you know, might come from this is like, I have been thinking about the idea of the top blanket and how laundering that between each client is really labor intensive and, and is not super appealing. So I'm hoping that someone, anyone out there with good sewing skills or good, um, you know, engineering skills for blankets, uh, create like a duvet cover that can go over that can easily be laundered between sessions. It would be, it would be nice because that's, that's one contaminant that is a little bit, a little bit harder to control. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also the, the face cradle covers, we changed the cover, but at least for me, the cushioning underneath, I don't know when that gets washed. So there's some things that we will have to, look at as you know, we, we walk into the latter end of 2020 and 2021 when this is expected to, you know, kind of rear its ugly head again, uh, assuming that it calms down during the summer. Yeah. So hopefully that'll give us enough time to maybe kind of address some of these issues and build a little trust and uh, confidence in our, our community um, to come back into our practices. Yeah. Switching gears a little bit, what are some things that you did to kind of lessen the financial toll that this is is taking yeah I I feel like I got off pretty easy I didn't really have um I'm an employee of uh Brett Grand Vacations which is a pretty amazing company to work for so I, I definitely struggled financially like everybody but I think you know not having my own practice and employees and I didn't struggle as, as much as some. Um, I luckily received my, my last paycheck is going to be on April 3rd. And I'm so grateful that I'm receiving this paycheck from uh, breakfast grand vacations where um, being furloughed, which is, is different than being laid off. You're guaranteed a position uh, as soon as the company, you know, needs you again. Uh, but I'm, gonna apply for unemployment my last day is technically today well, so, uh, 
And then one of the good things that happened with with the the stimulus package that has gone through is that you're an employee, so you would have been covered, but it got opened up to the self-employed and independent contractors. I mean, that's just such a huge win for us in terms of some financial security. So I'm just, I'm so thankful that 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 stimulus package went through and that I I looked it up and 33% of Americans are self-employed. And so, I mean, that would have been, that would have been devastating if 33% of the people had lost just a hundred percent of their income. So I'm thrilled that, that the government made that decision. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I am too. When I saw that, I was so relieved for, I mean, there's, I have so many friends that are in this industry uh, that don't have the safety net that, you know, we have um, being employees. But I think it brings up another point too, is that this uh, stimulus package, it's, it's wonderful that we're getting some financial support, but at the same time, like it's not going to be enough. So proactively, like, contact your landlord um i I have a lot of friends who's actually whose landlords have like come out and and created the communication before they even had a chance to like process and and you know talk to their landlord which is amazing and i've had i've had a couple people approach me about you know being nervous about contacting their landlord and my advice has been to just go and be as honest as you can because this is a time when Neighbors are helping neighbors, and we're all in this together, and we're all taking hits, and there's a lot more understanding going on. Even with, you know, I have a friend who has a landlord that historically hasn't been that great, and even her landlord who hasn't been that great, he's being super understanding right now. And so just not being afraid to have those conversations, I think, is super necessary at this point. Yeah, a friend of mine, their landlord came out to them and just said, hey, we're waiving rent for the next two months until things kind of start to, until we know more of what's going to be happening, which is amazing. Like, I I think we can kind of get pigeonholed in this idea that life is dark and people are crummy, but they're not, you know, people are really letting their light shine, letting their heart speak. Um, so definitely contact your landlords. Uh, we've contacted our, you know, creditors. Um, also, um, and a lot of creditors, uh, oh my gosh, doing, sorry, a lot of the creditors are doing, <laughs> they have COVID departments set up and they're doing loan deferment, yeah. which, is, which is really nice. Those deferment programs that they have and just kind of letting people have a little more time without, without interest, which is great. Yeah, student loans as well. So I still have student loans and I just contacted them and um, I actually do it all online. You put a request for forbearance and they have a whole COVID-19 like area. So now after after a couple weeks of this being escalating so quickly, I think our financial institutions are really making it easy for people to just kind of consolidate their what, what's leaving their bank accounts so that and they from, can really focus on what's From important. my perspective, I'm, I'm pretty impressed because I feel like a lot of these financial institutions, they made this decision pretty quickly. Um, and they, they responded they very quickly, which is, I mean, you know, kudos to them. I agree. I agree. We're getting to see what we can as a, as a community, as a collective, what we can do when we put our minds to it, when we put our hearts to it, you know, we can we can come from a place of compassion and 
hopefully this will change our business models in the future because gosh it, it feels it feels good to have this support yeah, definitely and understanding and just a little bit more humanity and compassion for sure um yeah so ali I'm, I'm so curious as a business owner like what have your steps been to kind of lessen the impact or kind of con- damage yeah i mean <clears throat> so definitely contacting my landlord was huge um and then and they were understanding they kind of like your friends you know they had already made the decision to and and their decision was just to waive april and um they when i called them to talk to them it was kind of a hard conversation for me and it was hard the anticipation of the conversation was hard for me i should say and when i When I did call them, they said, you know, it's it's a husband and wife, wife who owns the building that I operate out of. And they said, you know, Allie, we, this morning, we're just having a conversation about how we were probably going to have to waive your rent for April. And, and so, you know, that was nice that they had already, they were already kind of on the same page as me. And, you know, I mean, we'll see if it goes into May and if that month gets waived as well. Um, I think I, I have a good enough relationship with my landlords that we can just keep an open dialogue around what's going on. But that was that was definitely yeah. a big one. Well, and businesses might, you know, experience it, that kind of relationship a little dif- different than residential, uh, assuming that businesses will be able to start functioning maybe a little bit sooner uh, than individuals going back to work. Yeah. I mean, so many assuming. unknowns. So many unknowns. <laughs> So many. Um, And then another thing that I did too was I just immediately I kind of addressed all unnecessary payments that were going out. So the business payments and then as as well my own personal payments, the subscriptions and anything that felt a little bit extravagant or unnecessary, I tried to cut out pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. Netflix is pretty yeah, necessary I, right now. I would say that's a no, staple. No, I considered getting rid of Netflix, <laughs> and then I was like, what am I, crazy? <laughs> right? Or you will be if you get yeah, rid of it. So I, I kept my Netflix account. But there, there were some other things that cut out. Uh, yeah, we did the same. We cut out all the things that we, like, when you weigh it and you're like, ah, I can live without this. I don't need this, yeah. you know. But Netflix was one of the things that you know, was not it's a yeah. staple. It's a yeah. necessity. And I, you know, I, I still have some phone calls to make. I still haven't contacted everyone. There was um, a few things that didn't, I don't have to pay for until uh, April. And so right now I'm going to have to address that in the next couple of days. Um, we're recording right now. It's the 28th of March. So I don't have much time to address the, the payments that are about to come out next month, but it's, it's an ongoing process yeah. of like figuring out, okay, like, how long is this going to last? What, what truly, I think that reassessing piece is just important as we go through this, because the needs that we have are going to change. And and the expectations around when we're getting back to work is going to change. And so just keeping aware of that, I think, is is an important way to stay financially on top of everything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One thing that I did think of too in terms of being a business owner that I did do, and this, this wasn't for myself and my business as much as it was for the people who work for me. I made sure to get their checks out to them a little bit quicker than the date that they were actually due just because I felt like I wanted to make sure that if 
if the people working for me needed to go to the grocery store to stock up on stuff and they were waiting for the paycheck and they didn't have a good savings that they were able to kind of do that. So that was, that was another step I took as a business owner. Um, yeah, I still have one more check that is going to come out. Um, and I'm probably going to try to get that to them a little early as well, just to try to help lessen their burden. So, Mm. yeah. Thank you, Allie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as an employer, you know, to be thinking, and it's hard because you have money just leaking out of your business and this affects not just your business, but it affects you personally and your kiddo and to kind of corral your resources and your courage and to think from a place of compassion so that you're the people that work for you are taken care of that's I mean it's hard you know as a small business owner as a small business owner it's it's just a different game than like you know you you working for a big corporation like so I mean I feel like you know trying to at least let them know that I'm thinking about them and trying to help support them in in small ways that I can so Uh uh-huh I'm, I'm not, absolutely. I'm not, absolutely. I'm not giving myself like any huge pass on the back, but you know, just little ways that I can show them that I care. <laughs> and another thing that I've been doing as an employer is I've just been trying to keep them as well informed about what I know and about ways that I think that they yeah. can help themselves. So I've been sending them, you know, the links, initially the links to kind of reach out to our representatives to tell them what our needs were to try to make sure that the self-employed were in co- were covered in these stimulus packages and then letting them know once the stimulus package went through a little bit more about the information about that. And so just, I think that knowledge really helps ease some of that anxiety. And so that, that's kind of yeah. been the role I've taken on as an employer is just trying to help ease that anxiety and keep everyone informed on what, what I know. What steps do they take to receive this stimulus as a independent contractor or self-employed, however they have it, yeah. you know, yeah. worded? So, um, it's interesting because I just got some information about this last night. And basically, it's, it's through your state's unemployment site. And right now, any anyone who is an employee and has already gotten onto the unemployment site, you all know that the site is overloaded. All of our state sites are overloaded. There's so many people applying for unemployment that I've had is to get on the site early morning or get on the site late at night um, when when there's traffic on the site because you just can't handle all the traffic that they're receiving. They've never they've never received this amount of traffic in a short period of time. Um, and so. What I learned, this is specifically for Colorado, but I think it probably applies to most states or that most states are probably in a similar boat to Colorado. Colorado doesn't think that there will be ready for and for independent contractors until Thursday, the 2nd of April. That's just because, you know, they're, they're just learning about this like we are. So they haven't had time to prepare the site, to create buttons, to figure out how it's all going to work. So their request contact them before that time. It, it clogs up the phone lines, and they don't have any information before that. So I think this whole process, it's, it's a little bit hard to navigate, um, but to just be as patient as you can with it because they're, they're working out the kinks. And the more patient we can be, the more time it will give them to figure it out, the less time that they'll be dealing with um, – 
questions that we can focus on figuring out how to make it work. So, so I would just say have some patience with that and just know that the 26 weeks, it went, it's an additional 13 weeks. So it's, it's 29 weeks of unemployment and it's typically unemployment is just a, per, a small percentage of what your regular paycheck is. In this case, you're getting, you're not exactly sure. I'm not super clear about with the self-employed if it's going to be, you know, the amount that you may, I, I know it's coming from last year, but I'm not sure it's going to be the full amount that you from not, um, but it is more than, than typically for employees anyways. It's, it's, it's a, a bit greater dollar amount than, than typically you get. And um, anything helps at this point, for sure. I feel anything like anything helps, helps, at, helps at this point. <laughs> their last year's tax return, that is going to be an important step for you to make sure that, that you get your last year's taxes done if you're wanting to get the stimulus package. So I, I would make that a private if you're in that boat. Yeah, and they've they've encouraged anyone, like employee, it doesn't matter, you know, who you are. As, as soon as you can complete your 2019 taxes, if you haven't done that already, uh, you know, get it in there because that's going to just help this process even more. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I, I think basing it off of 2018. So, anyone who doesn't have the 2018 yep. taxes yeah. is what I was more referring to. I did go on the unemployment website and they – they really want you to have like 2018 and 2019. So what they do is they kind of take it from the last 18 months. From what I understand, this is for employees. Um, so it's, it's probably very different for those that are uh, self-employed or independent contractors, just because, you know, yeah. their business I mean, runs a little differently. I, I think, you know, getting on top of those taxes though would help ease your mind anyways. You know, if you're, if you're one of those people who always waits for the last minute or gets extensions, you know, I know whenever I have my taxes, still to do it weighs pretty heavily on me so I think just get them over with <laughs> which actually so I mean talking finances like it totally stresses me out a little bit I don't know all of this like how our industry might shift these are important conversations to have but it can be stressful to have you know this intense kind of processing of of our world changing so dramatically so I kind of wanted to find out like Brett and I have definitely started to do some things to kind of maintain our, our physical health, but our, our mental and emotional health as well. And, uh, Ali, I wanted to find out what, what you and Oliver are kind of doing to, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. Keep, keep so calm, I know? think that in the beginning I was trying to gather as much information as possible. And I told you at the beginning of the call that I had several days of every day crying <laughs> And I think that, I think that it was, a lot of that was like technology <laughs> overload. Um, in trying to gather as much information as I could and be as well informed as yeah. possible, I was just, I was getting sucked into the, the online space and it, it, I, I was not very grounded. And coming from, you know, a place where I'm typically a pretty grounded person, it, it's, yeah, I think that this, this decision to kind of take our, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being into account is, is huge, is huge. And so I, I feel like I definitely had, I was staying up way too late, like just getting sucked into reading as much information as I could and then not being able to sleep because I was anxious. And so I just said, hey, like I, I got to start taking better care of myself because you know, the, the thing is, is that taking care of ourselves, then we're going to have a pretty hard time 
not contracting COVID, you know, like we need healthy immune systems to help us stay as healthy for as long as possible. And so one of the first things that I started doing was I started taking some daily herbal infusions. I started brewing every day, which is just super nutritive. And, and I could pretty much immediately start to feel myself grounding my system on a daily basis. And so that, that was huge for me. Um, also, I think back, back at a few years ago where you worked at a yoga studio that had those crystal singing bowls and just what a powerful experience. They are pure uh, magic. I agree. <laughs> so if you don't have singing bowls, you yeah, can yeah, yeah. I mean, listen I, to it on yeah, yeah, Spotify no, I or whatever don't and have achieve the I same have, tranquil effect. Um, online uh, recording. So even the recording, so I put it on my little Bluetooth speaker and, you know, you can still feel it in your whole being. It's so cool. Yeah. And then, you know, one of the things that I realized Absolutely. pretty quickly too, as I was trying to see kind of silver linings and all of this was at a long time, I've really been wanting to try to establish a little bit stronger yoga practice. I realized that this was an opportunity to do it. And so I committed on Instagram, I committed to do a 30 day yoga challenge. And it's so funny because last night I was pretty tired. They put my son to bed and I committed to people on Instagram that I was doing a 30 day yoga challenge. Like I got to get my, my butt in gear and get on the mat. And so I did. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad I did. I love it. I love it using social media in a, in a positive way because it is really easy to get sucked into you know that downward spiral of of negativity on social media or controversy even which it, not necessarily negative or positive but it does suck your energy and here you're using it as this accountability yeah, yeah. factor awesome. to do something really good for yourself I love it realizing that I needed to ground a little bit more because I, I was I was pretty up in my head, a little flighty, and just not having that that stable energy and pulling pulling the earth into me as much as I needed to. So yeah, and I think that like you're not alone. I feel like all of us have been kind of we've had the rug pulled out right from underneath us, and we're like lost in this space of topsy turviness. So we're all in this craziness together. Um, but just like you, like. I mean, I, I feel lucky that I have a partner that was able to help me kind of ground or just hear me. Um, it's important to be able to like get your emotional, um, just your emotional like release out. So crying or, or communicating both all the above, maybe <laughs> throwing a temper tantrum like me. Oh. <laughs> um, but it's important to get it out and not hold it in. But then it's also important to like come up with these routines that help you keep that sense of groundedness inside of you as well, which I mean, so important. Um, and I feel like stress is like, that's one of the, the things that we know with heightened stress levels, they oh, really impair your immune system. And so like those singing bowls and yoga, like so important to engaging the parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and restore during those waking hours when it's easy to get caught up in the stress of what our life looks like right now. Um, so, it is so important. So Brett and I, we started a little gratitude practice, which has been 
yeah. important for our stress levels. <laughs> uh, just something to be grateful for every day. Like you said, the silver lining, it's like, okay, every day it's important to find that silver lining. And this is true before all of this landed but I feel like it was easy to kind of get caught up in the day. Whatever practice. our new normal looks like. I won't say normal because our, our normal is going to be changed. But one thing, it'll be nice to start carrying, if we can, to start carrying some of these absolutely practices into our future. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think so too. Like um, for, for us, like I mentioned before, like having a routine has been so important. And so like in the morning, first thing we wake up, we have, tea and infusion which is just so healthy for your body to take in these herbs medicinally and trying to cut out caffeine which is easy because you don't want to go to the grocery store (laughs) so cutting out these stimulants that are actually you know creating stress on your body um and then having these mental uh, emotional um practices so we have our gratitude practice and then meditation practice that I've been able to step into because I have literally nothing Mm -hmm. distracting me from doing it except for myself um and then my husband he he has a prayer practice that he steps into um and he does it in his own time you know in his routine throughout the day but it's important to like set aside those allotted times and I've also found like it to be really helpful to schedule in the times when you're going to check the news So scheduling in, you know, your social media time when you're going to tap into the information that's going on and then when you're going to connect socially, too, because I feel like that's important. You know, social media, it's 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 awesome that it's there. We can connect with family, um, you know, in our community, like our local community, our broader community. Um, So setting aside time for that and scheduling it in so you're not just like finding yourself leaking three well, or four hours, just, getting sucked into Facebook or whatever it is. One of the things that we scheduled in, which has been so fun and so cool, is we have story time every night before bed with, with Gammy. And so, she, yeah, we get on FaceTime, and, and oh, it's actually great for it. me because it gives me a little break to step away and take care of myself for a minute while he's getting read to. And it's, it's really been bonding for them, and that's been cool. And so when you talk about scheduling in time, it's, it's, it's pretty cool when you can create those routines. Physically, I feel like it's maybe a little bit easier for people to like kind of address their stress levels, at least, you know, for us, like going for a walk outside. I mean, it, I love the gym. I love going to fitness classes and stuff like that. But um, yeah. I think that's like an easier thing. Just get outside. I've been eating better than my regular everyday life because I've had more time to prepare these foods and that's been, that's been good too. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, just eating, eating healthy and um, those are, those are probably some of the, the biggest things. Can you imagine all of us walking out like 10 to 20 pounds lighter because we got know, fresh right? air exercise and we started cooking our meals at home? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Weight loss goals achieved. Check. (laughs) Oh, Brett and I, we've been doing um, oregano oil capsules, which are a great antiviral and antibacterial. Um, You can order them online, guys. So 
if you're into alternative ways to boost your immune system, that's a good one. So we're also taking a garlic supplement internally, which is a garlic oil. We just get the odorless, which is a great antiviral as well, antibacterial. Dressing kind of like, I don't know, what was standing out to us is being really important and impacting our lives right now. Totally. <laughs> and I take a pretty high dosage. I've used it for a really long time, though, throughout my life. So I think that the daily recommendation is important, but listen to your body if you need a little bit more, need a little bit less, you know, really, really honor that. I also, so my grandmother, she used to make us this medicine that I loved as a child. Uh, it was basically honey, which who doesn't love honey? Uh, and then like finely chopped up garlic and onion. And sometimes she would put in like fresh chives or uh, some jalapeno, but really finely, finely chopped. And then you let it sit for like four days and kind of percolate, I guess, marinate. I don't know. All the good stuff comes out and then take like a spoonful of that a couple times a day. Um, and again, listening to your body to see, you know, what your limit is because garlic is pretty potent. Garlic is an amazing antiviral, but as soon as you cook it, the medicinal properties are destroyed. So taking raw garlic internally is so important. And I don't like raw garlic, which is why I have to slather it in honey. But some people, weirdos like Like Allie, (laughs) love raw garlic. Um, And to those that do, gosh, I take my hat off. I wish I could just ingest it as it is, but... Uh, it can be, like I said, pretty intense on the body. So if you have a sense of stomach, smother it in honey. <laughs> Becca, I remember when we were in massage school, they told us, they said, uh, don't have garlic the night before you give a massage. Totally. And, <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, you have to be kidding me. There is no <laughs> way. And so I remember, I don't know, trying it for like a couple of weeks, but I was like, no, I need my, I need my daily garlic. <laughs> and I feel like that's when the right client finds you, you know? Well, and I don't think, I mean, I think I definitely have seen some people where the garlic doesn't like process through their system and you can kind of smell it, but I feel like, yeah. you know, there are a lot of us who process foods a little bit better and I don't, I don't feel like I stink like garlic at least nobody's ever told me that Becca do I stink like garlic um <laughs> kidding I'm just kidding <laughs> you smell fine from here girl okay good 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 <laughs> um some other things that uh we did to kind of like boost our immune system is we take uh elderberry tincture and like the kick-ass immune tincture. And then I also take a CBD tincture. Um, the CBD tincture is one that my, my mom makes. So again, thanks mom. <laughs> and, uh, and then besides the microgreens and we eat plant-based, uh, primarily my husband does eat a little bit of meat, but I eat, um, only, I eat only plants and vegetables, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of eggs. Uh, but we also have taken to making our own fire cider, which is kind of fun. Peel up some horseradish, garlic, onion, orange, lemon. Uh, and we had all this stuff before anyway. So we're just like recycling. Um, yeah. Some of the stuff I did have to buy, like horseradish and ginger and turmeric. And then throw it in apple cider vinegar and like well, shake it every me- day for four that weeks. That reminds me, Becca, because I... I had some apples. I'm really trying hard to have zero waste right now. And 
I had some apples that were kind of about to turn the other day. And so I decided to make applesauce. And I thought, you know, I wonder if there's anything that I can do with like the skin and the core. And so I found a recipe to make your own apple cider vinegar. And so I'm cool. Yeah, I'm planning on trying to make that today because, you know, that's another great medicine that we can that we can take on a daily basis. So and and it's so good really fun to do this zero zero waste thing too because you know i mean you just we don't we don't know how long we're gonna be in this situation and honestly it's just a good habit to get into right like totally (laughs) our earth is not gonna last forever at the rate that we're consuming and throwing away so maybe let's all make a little promise to zero waste i mean i think that's that's awesome yeah I'll I'll commit to it with you, Allie. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, another thing too that for zero waste, um, that it, it's it's great is and you can freeze it. Um, and being plant based, it really helps. Is just take all your your veggie like composty stuff or stuff that maybe you throw in your trash. Uh, so the ends of the carrots, the ends of the celery, the uh, onion skins, anything that you would throw away and consider garbage stick it into a pot a stock pot with water and some spices and seasoning cook it down for you know a day um maybe in a slow cooker just on low and then you've got veggie stock which is just basically like mainlining minerals and um vitamins so do that for yourself too like that's a a great little thing to keep your immune system and do the zero waste i love it I know it's killing two birds with one stone. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Ah, Well, I think, I think that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for listening and please reach out to us. If you have any questions or topics you would like covered, we love suggestions. Find us at www.alignwiththemassagebusinessmama.com. Also, we wouldn't hate it if you were inclined to share or review our episode. Until next time, stay healthy, massage therapists.